Hello and welcome to the Dungeon Masters Guildhouse. Uh, it's a weekly podcast uh, where I, your host, Matthew Whitby, uh, speak with other creators across the tabletop RPG and the DM Guild, DMs Guild space. Um, this week, I am, I'm, I'm privileged to be joined by Ryan Langer. Thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. So I always feel like I do kind of have to like preface our chat with, with the fact that I think in terms of who I've been collaborating with on the DMs Guild, I think, I think you might be by far the longest. Yeah, I, I think I was probably like your first uh, adventure commission, I think, maybe, for yeah. uh, the, the time traveling stuff. So, so again, and, and then from, from beyond that, you know, you've been involved in sort of count, countless projects as an editor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. again, so potential nepotism aside, <laughs> the, um, for anyone who hasn't heard of your work, what sort of products are you known for on the, on the DMs Guild? Uh, well, I'm probably most uh, known for kind of these variant mechanics projects like uh, Grazalax's Guide to Ancestry, uh, Master of None, which redid um, multi-classing, and most recently uh, Realigned, which redid the alignment system. Um, Those are what I'm most known for, but I have, you know, products ranging from like alchemy supplements to subclasses to whatever, so... So, so would you say it is, is kind of mixed across the board with, with maybe a leaning towards uh, variants or, um, I guess, options for the DM or just options in general for everyone? Yeah, just options and player, both player options and DM options. I think the only thing I don't really do is um, adventure writing. Definitely not my forte, yeah. uh, which is why I come to you. Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, you know, it, it, it keeps, <laughs> keeps, keeps food on my table. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> uh, I... I did do one adventure for um, Hellbound Heist and then kind of called it quits after that. <laughs> so, so I guess, so I, I take it my first question then is, is, so how long ago did you start writing on the DMs Guild? And what, what yeah. did you start with? Yeah, so I've been um, officially publishing since March of 2018, so a little over two years now. Um, I started with a few like pay what you want um, subclasses and uh, monster things uh which are like looking back at them they're really bad i mean uh, I, I think that's the that's, that's the trial everyone takes like the first product in the end guild there's like a bingo board of high chance for it to be like some like pay, pay what you want that's the first one. Second is it's like it's like a, a smaller project that everyone looks back on going oh, i i would change that in a heartbeat but you gotta yeah. start somewhere yeah uh then my my first big project was my alchemy supplement which for some reason is a platinum seller uh, and I released that in May of of 2018, so uh, over two years ago. So, what was the what was the crux of the? Is it the um, is it booms, heals, and ble- bleedings? Yes, yes, it's bombs, alchemies, poison. Um, eventually, I expanded it to have like a fighter subclass as well. It's like it's like the poster child for too big of scope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just say, like yeah. kept ballooning. It's, I, I suppose it's like it kind of makes sense because like to have like bombs and like uh, ways of healing makes sense because if you mess up the bombs, you're gonna need. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that project in particular was it was it sort of inspired from like your home games or was it just like? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, coming from a more of a video game background, it was. You know, I want I want crafting mechanics in D and D. Uh, and I want them for my table, and that is, you know, one of the, I think one that's probably one of the biggest holes that Five E has um, that a lot of people like to fill. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, there's a ton of supplements about it now. Um, so I, yeah, I, originally I just made that for my table, kind of tweaked it until it was, you know, relatively publishable and then um, published it. No, and, and like I said, was it so platinum bestseller? So clearly, you know, it, it, it had a strong start. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it took about nine months to get there. I got in a bundle, so. Fair. So actually, was it? So talking about like, I, I take it like it, it's funny that you mentioned sort of filling a void in the D and D fifth edition design space because with with as you mentioned, yeah, with like um, Masters of None realigned, and I'm gonna have to ask you. So is it Grasalax? I, you know, I've never actually heard it pronounced. I think it's Grazalax. Grazalax, yeah. Yeah, I, I it, it, I, yeah. However you want to pronounce it, that's the correct way. Yeah. I'm sure, like you said, there's there's a, probably a particular illithid flair to it that us humans <laughs> can't. But, but yeah, I don't I don't do the clicking or anything. No, so but obviously all all those products have the same thing of not necessarily noticing like a uh, a problem raised in just or just like a reimagining of some of these systems in, in the sort of DD space. Um, yeah. Do you mind kind of talking, like, I guess almost like going through them one by one, like, so when looking at uh, races and I, I think, yeah, as, as sort of like um, uh, background, what was, what was the, the, the particular like, inciting incident? So what made you think, okay, I need, we, we need to, we need to start over. This is. Yeah. So I, I like, a lot of good projects. It was um, made out of spite. Um, I think I had just been um, removed from a project because uh, one of my older projects was, I was like looking into like racial issues, but in a way that wasn't necessarily appropriate for, you know, a white person to come at it from. Mm -hmm. um, and that had that had lost me a, a collab opportunity, so I was like, okay, I'm going to. First of all, it was it was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove I'm not um, I'm not racist, which you know was not the right way for me to come at it at the time. But um, I also, you know, that was I think that was right at the beginning. This this was over a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was right at the beginning where people were really where that was kind of starting to come into the zeitgeist. Um, people were really starting to talk about it, but but it hadn't really, no one had really done anything about it yet. Yeah. Um, so I said, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, like, I like a challenge. I like solving puzzles. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this on. Um, and I kind of fiddled with it for about a month back in like March of last year, mm -hmm. and then kind of just sat on it for a while, kind of let it, stew in my head um and then like july and and august i really like designed the crap out of it um and then it released in september um and it it really was like my name is technically the only one on the design uh credit but um the editors helped a lot and just like reflections from the community mm -hmm. um and like what what's the best way for me to handle this um, and I also had a, a sensitivity reader, which highly recommend for most projects. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it like, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of just like wrote itself almost like I didn't know how to do it. And then one day I just did. And I was like, man, seriously, anybody could have designed this. I, I don't know, like why I, I got the privilege of designing it. Um, 
but yeah, it just, it just kind of came out as, as the best way to do it in my mind. Um, and I, I think we've seen a lot of other iterations of it, but I think they all kind of stem from what I did there. Um, I was just, just the first one that kind of stumbled upon it. Right place in the right time sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And no, it, it, it's interesting as well, because I imagine, so if, if I remember correctly, it's sort of breaking down the sort of typical racial bonuses and giving more sort of player choice. Yeah, it's more basically more modular. Uh, most of my design mechanics come down to making things modular. Um, so. so, no, also, and, and like I said, so was, I, I remember actually, was it so uh, shortly after it came out, I remember um, it was the, was it, it's not the, what's the, you know, Greg Tito, he has his own show. Yes. Is, is that the uh, D&D Next? I'm forgetting the name of it. It's because it's not. <sighs> yeah. Um, but either way, it got a, it got, it got yeah. a mention on that. And I, it I'm, did. I was like a little dizzy that day. Like <laughs> everything was a bit surreal. Um, yeah. I think um, it got a lot of, a lot of support from the community as a whole. Uh, which which I really appreciated, um, and yeah, it's it's just it was the first time I think I really felt supported by the community, um, yeah. and you know it made me want to support them more and give them more um, of stuff they wanted. So uh, it was so, started of a great relationship. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So was was would you say that that was like obviously being the first type of project of that that kind? Um, was that the instigating event and the inspiration to go and then go look at multicasting and then alignment or were those sort of ideas you had in the back burner anyway? Um, multicasting I had, I had tried to do earlier, um, especially the classless system. Uh, it's the system of, it's basically a point by you buy every single feature. There's no official class. And I, I had just been struggling with that. People were like, Oh, this can't be done. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to waste your time trying to do it. And I was like, okay, eventually I'm going to do it, but um, I'm not at the place where I can do it now. And then after, after Grazilax uh, was, was successful, I said, okay, I, I think I have the experience um, and, and kind of the, the credibility to do this. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that it wasn't something that I could do alone. So I, I brought on a, a core team of designers um, you know, really, I just had the basically the outline done, and they they really took my ideas and ran with them. Um, I made an, an absolutely brilliant um, product. Uh, a product. There's no way I could have made that on my own. Um, I, you know, I'm a decent designer, but I consider myself more of like a visionary <laughs> yeah. uh, than, than like a number cruncher. Uh, and so, bringing in people like uh, like Noah Grand and uh, Lydia, um, they, they really just number crunched it and, and put, put meat on the bones of my, uh, design vision. Yeah. So, uh, and we got that practice. That so product. I guess that's like a, like a, like a, a bit of like a, a, a digging deeper question then. So how did you find the process of, um, gravel axis working that by yourself? And then again, as you sort of said, you, you sort of like, you sat down and you sort of like chunked them out, the mechanics to yeah. the collaborative process of uh, literally just having the outline and letting it sail away with, with you know, with, with someone else. Yeah, so I, I think um, Grazilax was, was definitely more work. Um, 
and a lot of credit goes to uh, Adam Hancock and uh, Laura Hunsbrunner yeah. for uh, Hearth, yeah Hearthbrunner. I think that was Hearthbrunner. The... Yes, yeah. thank you uh, for um, for really helping me flesh out those mechanics, uh, especially concerning Eberron. Uh, but yeah, it was that was like my focus for like eight weeks straight was sitting down at my computer four hours at a time and just cranking out those mechanics. Uh, and, and I learned a lot about design at that time, but um, it was completely backwards from what Master of None was where I, I just had a larger vision that I could hand to people who I trusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just instead of spending time like cranking out like number crunching, that's not my strength, just like inspiring them and giving them some feedback uh, and just presenting with the presenting them with my vision uh, and then just like seeing this awesome work of art after after they did it um, yeah I, I much prefer working with the team just because like uh, you know then I don't have to be strong in every area and um, the product is, is so much better than what I could do by myself yeah, I think the, what, the process of bouncing ideas off people um, and engaging in, in discussion about a project is is just just new voices. It, you know, it, it changes the yeah. scope. That like, uh, inadvertently or not, we we individuals have narrow minds on things. Um, so it's, definitely, yeah. Um, and yeah. so you continued the the theme of collaboration and the same with um, uh, re- realigned. Yeah, that's yeah. realigned. Yep. Yeah, that one. I I literally just said okay. I. I'll, uh, uh, I actually had taken a poll. What what should I cover next? What what problem should I fix next? Uh, and alignment was the biggest one. And I said, okay. So because I, I do want to design at least the general system myself, uh, I kind of I did okay. I'm going to do three different options here, uh, much like we did for for uh, Master of None. Mm-hmm. I put the bare bones, the basically the foundational design. Uh, in an outline, and then I found one person for each system. Um, and they just, they kind of, again, put meat on the on the bones of the design. So it was fundamentally the same as I had presented them, but mm-hmm. it was, um, kind of had their own little flair. You know, they, they found weak points in my design and uh, made them stronger and added their own little flair and... Um, yeah, just again a better product than I could have done myself. Um, so, I, I guess I, I could have like a smaller question then. It's like, so when redesigning a system like alignment or multiclassing, what made you kind of decide decide between the trade off of offering multiple options between a singular? Like, like is well, yeah, what was, what was the thought process behind that? Because I guess you could be like, this is the the one other solution. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess like the biggest thing I notice about DM skill products is people saying, yeah, I love this system. I'm just going to tweak it a little bit for my own use. Uh, Cause every table is different. Mm-hmm. Every DM kind of comes at it from a different perspective. Um, so I wanted, wanted to kind of circumvent a little bit of that. I, I wanted to wanted people to feel like they're getting more for their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, maybe, maybe in one, one campaign they use one system and one campaign they use another one, just based on their players too, because every player is so different. Um, I really just like, if I'm gonna give them options, I wanna give them more than one option. Yeah. Um, and that's basically just the, 
the feeling behind that. Um, yeah. No, fair. That, that, that kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, and then I guess sort of like a, to, to round off your, um, your portfolio then, um, how exactly did you fall into editing so many projects? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that <laughs> happened. Um, I've been editing for a little over a year. I started in March of last year, I think. Um, and I think, you know, I just wanted a second stream of income. Um, and I taught myself how to edit. And, you know, my, my first ones were a little bit rough. Um, and then I kind of got the hang of it. And I just, uh, you know, I make sure I make time for those. And uh, I really like helping creators have the best product possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I just decided to kind of keep doing it. And it, it's been a good way both to help new creators uh, and polish off the, the works of established creators as well. No, no, it, it, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And I suppose you, you learn a lot just, just by the nature of reading other people's work. You learn. Yeah. It makes my own writing and design better by far. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, cool. Kind of, kind of a rounded experience of like touching all, all the sort of bases then. Um, yeah. So that, that does actually kind of lead then. So, so that for the projects that you're not necessarily uh, editing for the ones that you're, um, you know, involved in the design of or writing yourself. Um, do you mind talking me through like what your creative process is? Like wh where do these ideas kind of stem from? Uh, that is a good question. I often uh, take ideas from what I want to see at my table. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'd say there's probably three different ways I go about design. First is what I want to see at my table. Second uh, is problems that I think need to be fixed uh, in the system. And the third is just something I think will sell that I don't think anyone else has done quite the way I could do. Yeah. Uh, like right now, I, I'm working on, uh, have a, have a, couple people doing uh, 101 iron stones. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like I might use that on my table, I might not, but yeah. it, you know, I think it's, I think there's an interest in it. Uh, and I got it from reading someone else's, um, someone else's product. And I must like, admit, oh. as, as like a, almost like, so I've never actually in, in my campaigns, I don't think I've ever actually encountered an iron stone. So it's, I know, right? It's 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 the one with bands, isn't it? Is that is that am I, or is Oh, that... it's the one that orbits around your head. So yeah. what does it do? There's there's like twelve of them in the dungeon master's guide. They give you like plus ones to various things. And... Okay. Fine. Yeah. So um, a series of more well, a hundred more interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, basically, ideas just kind of pop into my head and then I say, oh, I wonder what I can do with that. Um, and then it usually, lately, it usually becomes a collaboration because yeah, I, I want to do it myself. So, so I might I might be uh, preempting uh, one of my questions earlier, but when you came up with the, uh, for Realigned, when you sort of put the poll out there, what was, mm -hmm. what was Realigned up against? Well, it was up against um, hit points and long rests, Interesting. which I still have not figured out if I even want to tackle that. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember what the other one is. I think there was three options and it might've been something like spell slots or something, but again, that's been done before. So yeah. 
Yeah, I imagine that the health health and hit points is, is a interesting one because I, I know that I know there's like some distinct versions for like gritty and stuff like that. And yeah. there's the, the idea that what is it, a, a, a long rest is actually a week instead of a few a few. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I, I think it would be an interesting campaign. Um, it just you probably would need to have like a, a roster of characters almost. Yeah. Yep. So, no, interesting. Uh, and so potentially on the horizon then, as as another another collaboration down the line. <laughs> if I can figure out how to do it, yeah. Okay. Um, well, to keep keep the uh, the sort of the line of questioning about your process event, um, is there is there any part of the project that is your favorite? Yeah, I, I like the the initial stages of concept and and like kind of drafting it, where I'm trying to figure out the scope of the project, what I want to do, and then just kind of outlining the very basic um, uh, you know path of design and, and the fundamental designing. That that's my absolute favorite because then I I can kind of just like do that and then go on to my next idea because like you know all these ideas are like bombarding me. Yeah. Um, so I just like being able to like kind of write them down in a spot where I could hand them off if I need to. Um, it's my favorite. Yeah. And, and, and so what kind of, how, how structured do these documents, like how structured a shape do they take? Uh, it depends. Usually it's, it's a form of a relatively detailed outline. So I don't really have any paragraphs or anything, but I, I do have like introduction and then, you know, like, kind of a his history usually, and then like pretty uh, spelled out mechanics, but no like, uh, no specifics on mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine, so, it, yeah, I imagine it's a, a balance of like, especially with working on collaborators, you want to get the idea that you want across, but then also give them enough freedom to, you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, it's I'm, almost I'm, like a template, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so the, what, that, that's a question that I do kind of like, asking because about when people like start a project I, I think I have mentioned before that I am very much like I'm a stickler for a template I like I like my guidelines I like my I like my, yeah. the things that I follow um and the the people who can just sort of I, I, I don't know I, I guess it's just a difference of workflow but I, yeah. I I envy the people who have like a sort of whimsical approach to design where they have I don't know like everything all over the place that so they just sort of like float to and from through um yeah, fair. And, and so it, it sounds like you're kind of more similar to my side, where like it's it's at least like a, a, stru a structure in, in place, a skeleton. Yes. Yeah. I I tend more towards structure. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then I guess to get the other side of the coin, um, are there any parts of the process? Like I I I feel like I might know your least favorite part of the project, but. Uh, I absolutely hate layout. Interesting. So I, yeah, I pretty much always hire that out unless like there's like no room or money to do that. And then I like grumble about it for like four days as I get it done. Uh, and I'll, like fluff writing is not my favorite. Uh, fluff and narrative writing. Um, like if I do the writing, I prefer it to be mechanics. Um, and then finding other people to kind of either move the story along or, or, or breathe life into the ideas. Uh, I definitely can do that and I'm capable at, at it, but I don't know. I, I feel like 
switching between mechanics and fluff and, and narrative is just like too much of a mental drain mm-hmm. where I, mean, I prefer not to do it if I can. So I, I think it's, so that's something I kind of find about adventure writing at the very least is, is, it, is it, often it's a combination of all three in a singular mm-hmm. paragraph. Because uh, for example, so when it comes to like a, a DC check or something like that, there is like a standardized ways of writing those checks. So you just, mm-hmm. you know, you say, you know, to climb this wall, do X or Y. Um, but then you have to weave in the, you know, uh, the fluff of like what's going on here. And then the narrative fed of like, okay, well, what's these characters' motivations? How do they respond? Um, so it's a nice, it, I imagine that's kind of the appeal of like subclass documents or uh, reimagining things is everything has their box. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think that it, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think that might be why I dislike writing adventures so much is because I have to do all three at the same time. Uh, and and when I do have a document like a subclass or something where I do have to write them write the fluff, uh, I I always write the mechanics first, and then like I procrastinate for like a week, and then I go back and like write the write the one hundred words of of fluff that I've been putting off for like a week. Yeah, so. but to to go back to your point, yeah, no layout is is definitely a sort of beast in itself, and and well, while I'm thankful yeah. that there are tools out there that sort of ease the process. Um, it's it's always baffling when you see someone who's a wizard or you know uh, so skilled at layout and you see this beautiful spread of like yeah 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 I have a lot of respect for layout artists just because uh, they they save me a lot of uh, frustration yeah and uh, you know it's it's weird to think like again it's 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 a, a two two products on the DMs Guild one in Word and just one through you know the bare minimum of layout it, it does almost feel like night and day. Um, and the same with like one with like, I'm trying to, it's just the top tier layout. It, it kind of, it, it revamps the whole product. Um, yeah. So, so there's, I think, what is it? So n- number one feedback I always give is hire an editor. Um, two, maybe, maybe, maybe look into layout. Maybe get, you know, get, get someone If involved. it's not your cup of tea, definitely do it. I mean, if you love doing it, by all means, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm usually like, not able to be around people when I when I do layout, so I spare us all the the pain and just hire someone. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, okay, well, to sort of look at the um, your creative process as a whole, then uh, do you have any sort of like lessons that you kind of wish wish you knew earlier? Or uh, yeah, the thing I should have learned earlier is to hire an editor. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that until uh, until Grazalax, actually. That was the first time I hired an editor. Uh, a little hypocritical of me, as I had been editing by then. But, um, <laughs> I, so I, I think it is, it is a weird thing where new writers, I think you almost feel like you're not professional enough to have an editor, or the act of getting an editor is, is almost like a, a milestone. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, 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 it is a weird thing. Um, but yeah, every, I think, again, it's a case of like, you know, assuming the editor is, is, is lovely, which most of the editors I've worked with have been, um, it, it, it does improve the product significantly. Um, yeah. any, any non-editor, just because I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse by every week saying you should get an editor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also just, yeah, find a workflow that, that um, works for you. Like, I, I know, like, I, I swear by collabs, like, that's like my thing now is doing collabs, but I know some people don't like them as much or um, don't find them as successful and prefer a mix of like solo and collaboration. You know, just find a process that works for you that um, that meets with your goals. 
um, but always like, you know, come on over to the, the creator communities and, you know, get to know people. Cause I, I think like the connections that I've made in the community are like the most enriching part of, of being part of this industry. Um, even more so than, you know, the, the thrill of designing or the, uh, the income it's like the relationships really make it worth it. No, no, a hundred percent. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's the, um, what's kind of great is like, there's so many, uh, avenues for, um, getting involved in the community and just like for other uh, writers doing collaborations who have their own discord servers, um, mm-hmm. that you kind of end up with like a network of servers where you see a bunch of regular names pop up yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Hey, I, I know that person. Um, but so was it, was it, what was, what was your first pro- uh, collaboration that you led? Was it the, uh, chronomancy adventures? It was, it was the adventures in chronomancy was the first one. And I kind of just said, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing that I'm going to learn by doing. Uh, and I got, I got you and two other guys in on that. And uh, yeah, I think, I think we all kind of learned as we go. Cause that was one of your first projects. Yep. Uh, actually, I think everybody involved in that project, it was a first uh, of, of one way or another. So, uh, you know, we had, had a few delays, had a few uh, learning as we go moments, mm-hmm. but um Overall, I think we turned out an excellent product. So, what was the what was the sort of like like so you'd release the was it Time Traveler's Guide to Chronomancy as like a separate project? Yes. Um, what was the drive to think this should this would benefit from like a, an adventure collaboration? Was it? Uh, well, it, it wasn't really selling as well as I would have liked it, uh, and I realized the benefit of kind of uh, franchising or mm-hmm. uh, branding. Uh, a product line, um, and yeah, that that was my first attempt at, at at doing so of kind of using one product to draw sales to another one, um, and and that's what I've done with uh, Grazalax and that whole you know I have the racial expansions for that, uh, and I you know Master of None draws sales to that and. Uh, yeah, I'm just like establishing product lines has kind of been my uh, marketing mo moving forward. Without without uh, appearing too much behind the curtain, is it is so? Would you would you recommend uh, as like a process to like a uh, like a creator out there? Uh, I I think if you have the um, the capabilities to do that without burning out, mm-hmm. uh, definitely go for it. Uh, you know, you look at stuff like Ann Gregerson's Monster Loot. Yep you know, that is a huge product, product line, uh, continually drawing sales to one another. Uh, same with Amarun's Almanac. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they all feed into each other, but it's very easy to get burned out with that stuff. Um, yeah. so just like, yeah, de- it's definitely a good marketing option. Uh, it's a good way to build a brand, but, uh, just kind of stay in tune with your mind and body where you're at with that. Yeah. I think I think yeah. I, I imagine it is is the case of uh, with a lot of similarly designed products, even though they have difference within and out. I imagine author burnout is probably more common because it's you know, yeah, it's yeah. Was it they say variety is the spice of life and all that? Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, as 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 an adventure designer, I, again, every day it's something new. So yeah. <laughs> I think I've I've, I've got yeah. I, I'm trying to think of I'm that, that's really bad. The fact that I'm not even aware if I've done any sort of franchises. 
Um, <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, I'm at the whims of fate in terms of what I release. Um, but no, no, it's interesting. It kind of, it kind of like uh, makes makes a lot of sense. And would you say that the lessons you learned from the first collaborations, like, it's like I imagine. If for someone starting their first collaboration, were there things that you didn't put in place during your first collaboration that you now have in place for your current one? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I learn a little bit more um, as I go. I think um, every time I, I manage a new project, I, I increasingly learn the importance of actually setting deadlines. Like, I, I would love to be like, oh, just get it to me when you can, you know, I know we're all, I got a lot of work to do and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, setting, setting deadlines is something I've noticed has, is important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, balancing that with um, realizing people do have a lot going on. Um, and also just like trying to get the scope down like right away. So a project doesn't balloon. Uh, that is one problem I didn't have with, uh, the, the chronomancy adventures, because it was very clear from the start that it was going to be three adventures and so forth. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's something that I always have to keep aware of is, uh, like bringing in new ideas from new people, uh, is good, but like you can easily get like a two to 300 page project by mm -hmm. the end if, if yeah. you're not like careful. Yeah, I think I think there's like there there is a balance to to project sizes where I think I've noticed in when some of the collaborations that I've joined, so like the um, I'm trying to think of like uh, artifacts of the old world or um, the, the the sort of like things where it's it's thirty plus collaborators involving and yeah those I find those are less collaborative if, if yeah. in 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 just a sense of like you have 30 people who are very much like they go off they write and then they, they return and you have the feedback with the editors um but whereas collaborations where it's like three to five you know in in that sort of range is mm -hmm. is where you kind of have more sort of like i guess active engagement and stuff like that it, it's less yeah. yeah yeah i'm very much a fan of of keeping them like below eight people if if possible mm. I think yeah. I, like that. I, I'm I'm sure there are collaborations out there that do have twenty plus people who are actively engaging it. But yes, yeah. I, I just imagine the comments on those Google Docs being. being <laughs> I wouldn't be able to keep yes. that. Um, yeah. No, interesting. So and and so there from the sort of earlier discussions as well. It seems like there maybe are more products along the lines of Masters of None and uh, Realigned in in the far off horizon. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like there to be. Yeah. So I, that kind of leads into like my next question and is like, do you, do you have like a particular dream project? Um, I think, I think the stuff I'm working on now is probably my dream projects. Um, Cities of Myth, which is not technically on the guild, I, I, uh, but it's still 5e. It, it's um, within, it's within, it, I get it, it's, it's again, nepotism and work. Uh, I'll, I'll allow yeah. it this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, again, I mean, so for people who may not be aware, so Cities of Myth is essentially an, your own setting. Yes, it's a, it's a 5e setting um, taking mythological cities and cultures and making them playable, updating them. Uh, and we're looking at probably like 10 to 12 volumes over the course of the next three to four years. Uh, so pretty expansive. Um, 
definitely like it'll be my poster child for franchising if I can pull it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's probably my dream project. Just like creating my own world. What what world builder doesn't want that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so, so you mentioned that was it? You got uh, eleven to twelve. Is that is, is how how many of those have gone through this sort of crude layout or like you know the skeleton? Yeah. Uh, just 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 Camelot for now. Um, but there's there's ten of them floating around in my head still. Yeah. Uh, I guess well, as, as well as like so full disclosure. So there is the Kickstarter for Camelot currently going. Um, shocking reveal i'm the adventure writer for camelot <laughs> um so you know take everything i say with a pinch of salt um but no it's 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 been it's been exciting yeah it, it's 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 weird to i think this is the first time i've had a podcast guest where we're involved in an ongoing project as we chat so yeah. it's it's weird that like as as of date we're not we're not done yet it's it's kind of we're still like we still have a professional working relationship we don't hate each other yet so it's <laughs> Yeah, but no. So, so, and what was I, I guess again? So, so, what was the drive to think I kind of want to, you know, create my own, create my own setting? Yeah. So, um, back a couple of years ago, when I ran my first campaign, I, I've only really been playing D and D since like 2016, uh, and my first, the first time I played, um, my DM was like running running a campaign and it was like all in one plane. I was like, man, I really wish we could have like plane hop to different planes. Um, and so the first one I ran was like that. It was a complete disaster. Cause like I gave <laughs> too many, too many homebrew items and like, they were all like killing gods and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll rein this in next time. Yeah. But I've always been intrigued by the idea of um, campaigns that could pretty much go anywhere in a multiverse. Um, and that was, basically the the impetus behind cities of myth that and just my love of mythology and wanting to give voice to cultures uh and to these myths that are kind of tired but uh can easily be updated um so yeah it was kind of just a, a confluence of all these passions um kind of just like a big bang moment in my head and be like okay i'm gonna make this into a setting and it is kind of, it kind of like it is weird because i think most people obviously a lot of myths essentially sharing the same like realm like I, I like i take it like earth is like earth is a realm all these sort of myths happen in the same place but i think i'm there's um i'm i'm one of the people who like i mentally detach them like like again you can, like yeah take take camelot and stuff like that is even though it's myths of england and you know the 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 that, that sort of area it, it does feel like almost almost like so far removed that it couldn't possibly be based on reality <laughs> yeah yeah and i kind of wanted to reclaim that a little bit so um yeah we have them set in their own planes but like interacting with each other and interacting with like earth so adventurers could just find themselves like simple earth people wandering into camelot um yeah i just i wanted I just wanted more options, you know? Yeah. And Go I, figure. I, that's, that's something of a trend. Like, why, why give one when I could give 13 different realms? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. I guess as well. So I imagine with the, um, obviously, each realm would probably stand by, by themselves and be obviously their own contained story and setting and, you know, whatever, whatever is thrown in the middle. Um, 
have you ever considered like I guess this, this would be this would be dream so far of a once they're all released having like a singular book that sort of lines a thread through them all I had not thought of that, but I will be stealing that now. <laughs> Curses. Uh, no, counting uh, ideas for free. Uh, yeah, I mean, I ideally I could just, uh, you know, s- stick them all in one PDF, but that'd be like a thousand pages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, f- figuring out some way to, to do a thread uh, through them all. I, I would like to release them as like a new system at some point, but... Mm-hmm. I have to figure out a way to do that. That's not like, give me all your money again. Cause yeah. like you already brought all these settings. So yeah, that, that's, uh, I, that's kind of the way I figured of doing that is, is re-releasing them all as a new system. Um, as long as I can do that in a way that's fair to customers. Yeah. And yeah, I imagine again, it's, it's, it's one of the things where if you write something that is, could be for any system, it's easier mm-hmm. to, but writing something for a particular system is very hard to sort of remove that ancestry from the design. Yeah, to use. yeah. yeah, exactly. No, interesting. Um, cool. That, yeah. So, and, and the, again, uh, so uh, links to the Kickstarter and stuff like that will be in the description below. I think was it? So it will be Thursday the 4th is today's date. If, if, like, again, uh, for, for the viewers listening, um, assuming my, my internet hasn't taken two days to upload. Um, and and that means we would be roughly 11 days left on the Kickstarter. Sounds about right. It ends on uh, June 15th. Nice. Okay, yeah. No, it's 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. Central time. And and right at the moment, I believe we're on the, we are on the cusp of funding. So I think we're just like about $300 short. Exactly, yeah. So there's some stretch goals uh, that y'all could help us achieve but uh yeah even just getting funded is going to be a uh a, a huge uh achievement and, okay, so, uh, so it's interesting as well so um i this i guess this is kind of moving a little bit further away from the dm's guild space because um the, obviously the dm's guild doesn't allow for crowdfunded projects on yes yeah. you should definitely make that clear <laughs> yeah um but there is a growing trend on at least uh, with at least DM Guild writers and people in the TT RPG space um, of kickstarting their sort of projects to go on drive through. Um, I, I I think it's worthwhile asking if the, if you have any particular advice or you know things again halfway through a a, a project at the like a, a Kickstarter you know goal at the moment. But yeah. Uh just surround yourself with people who you trust to give you good advice uh, and to kind of put in the work as well. Um, I know our artist for the project, Rose, um, I, I didn't know she if she had done Kickstarters or not, but she she's like put in some research and she's been like really instrumental in um, kind of getting that off the ground. And we all kind of pitched in to do the video and stuff. Um, so you you don't have to know what you're doing as long as you can find someone on your team who kind of at least can fake knowing what they're doing. Yeah. No, uh, I was gonna say I, I was really impressed with um, Rose because they they did go above and beyond, and I think in fairness that's that's a, a good like inspiration for any part from to bring it back to the end goal because it's still relevant. Still relevant. Um, if you want to do something, looking at the way things have been done before, mm-hmm. uh, you can get so much inspiration um, and. 
again, it's 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 take again, it's learning from that and then applying that within your own style. So you're not like directly, you know, ripping off or something. Yeah. It's if if you know if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, and you can find so much support in the community. Like people are always willing to give free advice and um, and support, and you know, e even if you don't know what you're doing, that that shouldn't be a reason for you not to try, yeah. uh, because you'll you'll find someone to help you. You'll find support. Um, yeah, just like if you want to do something, figure out how to do it, and uh, we'll all be there to help you out. Nice. No, I don't. Oh, that's, I, I, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm tearing up. It's getting getting, getting it's getting too wholesome. Um, so. Okay, so aside from um, a series of myths, Camelot, and you know all that good, exciting stuff, um, anything, anything else that you're working on that you can sort of you know give us a, a sneak peek into? Um, aside well, from the oomstones, oomstones, Eon, I Ion, I think is how it's pronounced. Again, when you when you only read stuff, you never really know know how yeah. it's pronounced. Um, homeschooler problem. <laughs> uh, I am hoping to start a collaboration with the uh, hit points and rest system eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also been tossing around an idea for um, like a traits and drawback system. So like uh, starting with level one feats, if people think that's too powerful, uh, you can throw in some, some role-playing drawbacks or something to kind of balance it out. Um, yeah, other than that, I think I'm like, elbow deep in like eight different editing projects right now. So yeah. uh, you'll probably see my name on a lot of those, but nothing, uh, nothing too big as far as yeah. the production. Coming I mean, out. I think, I think it, it can't be underestimated how much work, uh, like, uh, like project managing a Kickstarter uh, campaign guide is. Um, yeah. So, so I think, I think it, you know, the fact that you're doing anything else is, is impressive in itself. Than, yeah. Than sort of, yeah. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I think I think it was it. I was having a, a few conversations. Uh, I get well. One, I saw I, a number of conversations on the Discord and on Twitter, um, and also in co like conversations with friends and stuff like that. That I don't know what it is about the DMs Guild, but it's really easy to uh, like end up in thirty different projects. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I, you have to know how to say no sometimes. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I, I it, but. I guess it is, it's what. So what's nice about working on collaborations and not being the one hosting is there are like finite points when you know that you're done. So mm -hmm. I think at the moment, I think I have done the count. I'm working on 11 different things. I think a third of them are done. Yeah. But it's just, you know, waiting for, you know, to go through layout and the last editing classes and stuff like that. Um, some of those haven't started yet. So it's, I'm pretty sure like, you know, it evens out in terms of, um, but I know, I, I, I think, I think this month, um, so again, I'm going to date this episode in, in June. I think that for me, at least it's, it's an ex exciting month with a lot coming out. Um, yeah. yeah. I, again, I, I always feel weird because as a collaborator on other people's projects, I always feel weird announcing like my involvement in them, even though they've, they've been on Twitter for a while and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, but no, so I think, I think this time, and that's another problem about recording episodes is, is sometimes, sometimes I, I, the, the day that I could talk about things, I'm already, already a week behind. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. Um, either way, uh, watch, watch my Twitter. I'm, I have things coming out soon. Um, that's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. That's, that's my shilling of stuff. Um, so, to keep it, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was a tangent. Forgive me for that one. <laughs> um, 
somewhat uh, somewhat back on topic, uh, professional. Um, look, and it kind of works well talking about the community as a whole. Um, are there people? I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. Who are the people that inspire you? I think it would be weird if I was like, are there people? And you were just like, nah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a tough question, if, if only for the reason that, like, there's too many to name, literally. Yeah. Um, like, I, I love this community so much. Um, and I, I could name names, uh, but we'd be here for like two hours. So uh, basically what I'm going to say is um, I really admire the people who just, you know, keep, keep working, keep doing what they love, um, you know, for their own reasons, whether they're making money or whether they're not, like, it doesn't matter. We all just love this community. We keep working in it because we love the people and, um, we love the game and we love designing and creating. Uh, and I really just, everyone who is able to just kind of keep going, um, despite the challenges inspires me because you all keep me creating as well. So, yeah. I, I know, I, I, again, I, on top, on top, I get, see, I was gonna, I was gonna try and find a way to add something onto that sentiment without ruining it. And it's, it's, it's a little too late, too late for that. But I think, one thing I have noticed about those who are quote unquote successful on the DMs Guild, however you want to measure that. Um, mm -hmm. But there is, there is certainly an element of persistence. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I mean, you know, even if it is, you know, one product every three months or, you know, um, a product a week in some cases, you know, I think it, 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 it just, just, just being able to sort of, you know, uh, keep getting involved. Um, it, 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 it pays off sometimes it seems. Um, yeah. Not again. Not not speaking from a, a position of experience. I've just you know I've I've only recently crested over my first year, so I'm still blindly floundering through things. Um, and so am I. Yeah, <laughs> the blind leading the blind. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But no, so I, I guess that's almost like a weird weird thing then, because if I think about it in reflection, when I joined the um, Chronomancy's adventure project, I think in my head, I think I think like naturally, I just assumed you were probably more established than maybe you were. I, um, I had you fooled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, no, but that I was, mean, I, yeah. I had only been there like a year, which is basically where you're at now. So that's what I mean. And, and, you know, I, I hit, I guess it's the, the classic case of like, you, you really don't need, you know, you just need to sort of take that dive. I think like, um, you can sort of catch yourself in, in things of being, I'm not prepared, this project, I'm not good enough to get an editor on this project, or I'm not good enough to sort of host my own collaboration yet. When it's really, it's really quite the opposite, you know, I think, you know, uh, and, and it's, the, I guess, the sooner you start, the better, because these, these are things that make the product, you know, better overall. Um, yeah, so I, I hope, I hope that that added to your sentiment and didn't, didn't ruin it too much. <laughs> You, you always add to, to whatever I put out there. So. Yeah, that's, that's, thanks. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> um, no, no, that's awesome. Um, well, I, I must admit, so I, 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 I'm, I think we're pretty much kind of touched, touched all, the, all the sort of main bases there. I think this has been, this has been a really good chat. I, I'm, I, I, I think it is interesting to talk about the redesigning of things that people assume can't be touched. Because I think there are a lot of people who yeah. maybe would have looked at alignment or you know uh, multi-classing uh, multi and thought, well, those are 
the, the rules are written. You can't really can't really touch those. Yeah. But yeah, nothing nothing is sacred on the DMs Guild. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, people have told me that just about every project. Oh, you, you can't touch that. You shouldn't touch that. It's too hard to do. Uh, just do it anyway, and you'll be, you know, you'll be successful even if it's only because you tried. I think so it goes back to spite being a powerful fuel. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, uh, Ryan, if people want to hear about um, obviously Cities of Myth Camelot and the, 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 the 11 other expansions in the horizon, um, where would be the best place for them to find out about all that stuff? Well, they can um, follow me on Twitter, which we'll probably put in the it, it, thing. It, it, here's the, it'll yeah. be on the screen right now if you're listening uh, to the vo uh, video. Audio listeners, uh, you may want to spell out your uh, Okay, so that'll be uh, uh, at Realm Warp m dot or yeah so r-e-a-l-m-w-a-r-p-m that's my twitter uh and then i also have a newsletter um i don't even remember what the url url is for that so sorry audio listeners um, i think they'll be able to find it from your twitter i assume they yes they should be able to find it from my twitter so yeah. um those are the two best ways to kind of keep in touch and, and obviously, the, uh, so there will be a link in the description to the ongoing uh, Kickstarter for Cities of Myth Camelot. Yes. Um, again, we would very much appreciate any, any support. Every, every little helps, as they say. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's, there's some really exciting, um, I was about to say, what's the uh, extra goals? Is the stretch goals. Stretch goals. I, I don't, I, yes. The word stretch left my mind. That's, that's bad. Um, yeah. But no, so yeah, I think, yeah, so, and, and, and to reiterate, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been Matthew Whitby, um, you can find me at Whitby Writes, and obviously, uh, some of the stuff, I, again, I've been making regular posts about, uh, Cities of Mr. Camelot, so you've been seeing those, uh, in my feed. Um, I do have, what is it, one last question, Ryan, um, how do you end a podcast? How do, how do I end a podcast? Yeah, like, uh, I... I, I, every week, I actually, I've never done it right, I don't think. <laughs> so. This is only the second podcast I've ever been on, so I don't know. <laughs> so, well, I, you know what, let, let's do it this way. How did, how did, how did the first podcast, how did they end that one? You know, that was Travis uh, Lege, and I don't even remember how he did it. It was over a year ago. Fair. Uh, so. you, you know what, we will, um, oh, this is, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know what, no, this is this is tough. This is tough. You know what? I think you know. Well, let's just keep talking. Let's just not end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, okay. Let's see. The uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to leave it on a dramatic cliffhanger where we will keep talking, uh, but I will end the podcast nonetheless. So just imagine that this this conversation is ongoing. Um, it's it's an engaging, enthralling conversation um, that you, the audience, are not privy to. So <laughs> we will we will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and, and goodbye.